which drum roll do we use when we roll the number one TV theme song of all time is voted by you in the letter, issue 141. As we visit the 100 greatest TV theme songs of all time. When it rains, it pours. The roof has crashed down, water damage, and tarps. The story of our lives this week. Cadillac Jack, I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years at the same country radio station in Atlanta. Welcome to My Second Act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're already talking about with your family and your friends, conversations about current events, headlines in the news, pop culture, music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth, episode 323. My name's Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Um, okay, you know that saying, when it rains, it pours literally like it's been raining a lot here in the um, fabulous state of Georgia, in the city of Atlanta. And um, we have had this little, um, we had some shingles missing, missing off our roof. And yeah, we had some what? Shingles. Oh, shingles. And I went like round and round with, uh, I'm not going to say their name, in case they're like listening on Pop Pete's. Liberty Neutral. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, in the summer about, it's a long story, but we needed a roof. Um, our entire neighborhood, one summer, probably 11 years ago, was taken in by this incredibly, incredibly good-looking man in a big truck with big tires who owned what? this, yeah, he owned this roofing company, and he came by and he basically- Cast a spell. I remember this. On the women. Yes. He cast yeah. a spell on the stay-at-home moms. Yes. Um, and I guess I was a stay-at-home mom at the time. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. He cast a spell on us. And um, he and we all needed new roofs because our houses at the time were, I mean, you know, it was at the mark. It was at the roofing mark. Mm-hmm. And so he, we all got roofs. And we all got roofs to our insurance company. It was like roofs for everyone. It was like, Oprah, you get a roof, you get a roof, you get a roof. I we all got roofs. A dozen, a yeah. dozen roofs Seriously. in the neighborhood that were, were gifted by insurance. By this little man. Well, by insurance, actually. So. He um, even had to maneuver and work the system. That's the key. Right. Yep. Let's be really careful here. Okay. We don't want to be caught up in some sort of something. I don't want to be like the Chrisleys. Anyway, so fast forward now. Um, the roof's been fine. He didn't do anything wrong with the roof. There was a p- particular shingle, and many roofing companies used it. It wasn't just theirs. Right. And there was a recall on it um, because when the heat gets on it, the glue that they used on it, it melts, and the shingles literally slide off of your roof and so i had gone round and round with liberty mutual i knew that there had been a recall i thought we weren't naming them out oh god calling them out with jibbity jubity and um they were like no you just need to patch your you know patch this little spot well uh, the claim has stayed open i didn't do it because someone had told me if you patch the spot that's it claims over you're done you paid for it they're happy Keep going. Because they weren't involved, they didn't have to cut a check themselves correct so fast forward to now and the other day when it started raining we now have a, a, a basically a hole in our movie room. About the size of a, uh, a teenager. Yeah. That leads into our... It's been eating a lot. It yeah, leads uh, into uh, our eaves of our... It's called the peak, I believe. The peak, yeah. Um, and I'm like, what in the literal hell on a Wednesday in December when I'm like trying to figure out which Christmas tree I'm going to do and what I'm going to do and I'm putting all my stuff up today and then this comes along. The budget's been reallocated. It's not even the budget. Because well, okay. that's one thing. It's just your time. And, like, I had to immediately suspend 
whatever I had planned for the day, which I had a whole host of things planned, and switch gears. And you have to get on the phone, and you have to sit on the phone. And then you get with certain certain roofing companies, and they're just not very concerned that, like, there's... Because I said, it's going to rain again tonight. And they're like, yeah, I think we can get someone out there to tarp it on Tuesday. I said, Tuesday? About next week, that's six days. But now this is my favorite part. They said, however, a lot of people go to Home Depot or Lowe's and get the tarp and what? Um, tarp uh, it themselves. Why and would I do that? I said, I can't. I'm not doing And this was, I go, I, I'm not doing that. And they go, well, can your husband do it? I, I said, that's, 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 I didn't say that. That's extremely sexist. And, and how did they know you were married? It was a man. Okay. Uh, okay. It was a man that does the Liberty Mutual policy. Both of our names are on there, Hyde. Okay. He wasn't like forecasting into like Miss Cleo or anything. Yeah, I don't think that's, yeah. Okay. But anyways, the net net, as I said, that's not happening, it's sir. It's not. It's not. And I get him on the phone. I'll tell him right now. It's not going to happen. It's not happening. Well, because I don't own a ladder, number one. Number two, I don't have a tarp. Number three, I have no desire to do it. Number four, I'm not going to. What's this number? So here we are. Fast forward. I found this fantastic roofing company, and they're helping us out. And Liberty Mutual is on it. And now they have created a bigger problem for themselves. If they had just done what they needed to do earlier on, they probably wouldn't be out an entire roof. But they are. So the moral of the story is: yes. best laid plans go sideways all the time. You Wait, know, there's that. On, what now? Well, there's it's just there's just a great saying that like make your plans, and then stand back and say to God, "Hold my beer." Because no matter what you think is going to happen, I mean, like we have oh, had and how, yeah. how, how diligently you plan. Well, and we've just had an incredible run here. I don't want people to get their violins out, but I mean, it has been literally one thing after another and nothing has seemed easy. And that's what I was talking about with a friend today. She was like, she's having some trials and tribulations. And she was like, why does it seem like my life? This is her, not me speaking, is so hard. She said, and I hate to even say that because there's always somebody. Whose life is harder. Whose life is harder. She said, but I just never thought at this point of my life, at this age, I would be dealing with some of the things that I'm dealing with, kid things and just, you know, business things and things that are going on. And and she's right, you know, because it's pitched to your, your whole life that like when you get into your 50s or your whatever, you know, even past, say, your 30, 35s. That you're just like, you know, all the commercials on TV, like, where are you going to retire to? Which Viking cruise are you going to take? When are your kids going to give you some grandkids and build that dream house for you? Well, that's not happening, Mr. and Mrs. Well, not now, but it could, could later. You never know. Well, and I know, and I'm not being a Debbie Downer. I'm just saying that, like, the way later life is pitched to you and the actuality of it. It may take a little while to get there. It take two different things. It may take a little while to get there. Yeah. Want to pay off immediately here during uh, this episode, 323, the... 100 Greatest TV Songs of All Time, according to Rolling Stone. Uh, we left you with a big uh, cliffhanger last episode about this particular theme song. <laughs> Saxophone all over. Uh, this is not Clarence Clemens from the E Street Band. Were they partners, do you think, Cagney and Lacey? Oh, um, I think there was some speculation about that, but no, I don't think so. Did they ever introduce their husbands or like anybody, their kids? or I mean, on the show, know? on the show. That's what I'm saying. I can't remember. Like crime partners, like partners fighting crime. Oh, I thought you meant like actual partners. No, I mean, I guess that. Like back in a U-Haul in after knowing each other at, at the wings for a week. All right. Um, well, okay, so there's that C- Cagney and Lacey. I love that theme song. That's that's not um, being tone deaf. That's what like that's what all like lesbian 
women say. They joke about it. Well, what do they do? Like they they know someone for two dates, and then next thing you know, well, the person like a U-Haul move in. With yeah, them. they're see, moving in together. Yeah. Uh, also, Donna, two episodes ago, episode three. which ends horribly well. I mean, horribly unwell. Three hundred twenty-one was the episode where you were curious about a particular theme song you didn't quite know the uh, you didn't quite know the name of. And yes, you, and it was one of your favorites, I believe. Growing up, he said, "I was wrong in saying that it was a medical drama. It was a, a crime drama of sorts, I guess." Here is your. Remember, you, you didn't know the name of the song, but you were able to 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 hum it, and rehearse it, and pretty well. It, I believe you did actually very well. And now here's the example. Of the Rockford Files. Okay, so I was telling you earlier, there's this one, I can't think of what the show was, and everybody's gonna, somebody's going to write in and tell us. It was an old one from like the 80s. It was like... Very well done. I mean, I think you kind of questioned me at first. Uh, we'd have to go back and listen to that tape. I don't believe well, so. Well, I think you had a social media post where you were like, I tried to hum it or do it. But, I mean, I'm telling you. I'm, I finally said, we'll go with perform. You performed it. I performed with, it, with, and I was, I was dead on. Dead, dead on. Maybe not, but close. Close to being dead on, for sure. But uh, the Rockford Files. Feel relieved? Enough. I, it was a pod peep that brought it up. I got to get the name. We got to give Allison. Uh, well, there, yes, there she them. was There one. were several, yeah. actually. Okay, Allison was one. Here's the thing, though. I had to sing it well enough for those people Donna, there's no, there's no debating that you yeah. sung it well. Seriously, you sung it very, very well. I yeah. was, I was impressed. Somebody else also asked. I can't find it at this point. Uh, while we're doing pot peeps, real quick, um, Sal Hogan. I've uh, been a pot peep of the podcast since uh, the very first episode. Uh, he wrote uh, yesterday morning: window tinting and wheels and tires. Your humor still gets me, man. That was a line talking about uh, the Morgan Wallen. Oh, I'm not involved in that. You and him are. Morgan yeah. Wallen mm-hmm. uh, tour, which they added 15 more dates. To already existing, they just keep throwing dates, them in, throwing them in. Second to Atlanta, Truist Park. In the issue of uh, 141 of the letter, recently we asked, we polled you about your favorite TV theme song of all time. We gave you four. We had to narrow it down. We couldn't do 100 like uh, Rolling Stone. We narrowed it down to four. And are you ready, Donna, for the results from the poll? In I the am. letter, uh, according to you, pod peeps and subscribers of the letter, it was this TV theme song that is your favorite of all time. ABC affiliate channel two. George Estevez, Jorge. If you're in the Atlanta market, he was Jorge Estevez down there. And when he travels back home to Miami to see his mom and his aunts, says he's, he always does a selfie on his Delta flight. Says he's going to see the Golden Girls. Hmm. I love that. Well, that's very nice. Very endearing from Jorge. Number two, according to Pod Peeps of Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast, the second most popular TV theme song of all time for you. Well, according to at least the four that we gave you, Happy Days. Voted the Rembrandts at number two with the theme song to Friends. That's that one, and then number coming in last. I voted for this one, Don. Three times. Hill Street Blues. Mike Post, the uh, composer. You voted three uh, times? Yes, I did. I can do that because I'm the administrator. It still didn't help. Coming in at uh, dead last, Hill Street Blues. When I played piano, uh, this is one of the first TV theme songs ever I ever learned. And played it for years and years. Haven't played it in years, but loved. I uh, love playing that song. I was. Always, I, I loved that show back in the day. That was when I wanted to be a cop. When did that change? Um, probably my first arrest in high school. No. Started Sometimes that makes people want to be one more. Differently about that. Yeah. In this issue of the letter coming up Saturday, nine ten, issue one four two, 
will again include the 100 greatest TV theme songs of all time, according to Rolling Stone, the list. So you can go through it one more time if you missed it last week. And here's a rundown of some of our favorites, some of our picks from the top 20. Welcome back, Donna, for number 16 on the list of the greatest TV theme songs of all time from Rolling Stone. Number 16, The Rockford Files, NBC, from 1974 to 1980. At number 13 on the list, a show that launched the career of Kirstie Alley, past of cancer this week. Cheers aired on NBC from 1982 to 1993. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. From Adult Swim, number 10 on the list, Too Many Cooks from 2014. Number 9, The O.C. on Fox from 2003 to 2007. And number 8, Friends Returns. And number 7, the actor that launched the slap heard around the world at this year's Oscars. Will Smith with The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, NBC, 1990 to 1996. I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel-Air. Number six, The Twilight Zone. Number five, Fred Rogers, decade after decade, welcoming viewers into Rogers World in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, PBS, 1968 to 2001. It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Won't you please, won't you please, please won't you be my neighbor. At number three, a show on NBC from 1972 to 1977, Sanford and Son. <laughs> At number two, The Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island. Brady's on ABC from 1969 to 1974. Gilligan's Island, weekday afternoons on CBS from 1964 to 1967. Of course, the greatest TV theme song of all time would come from the greatest decade, by far, for TV theme songs. Co-written by Jeff Barry and Good Times co-star Janet Dubois, George, Weezy, and Florence, and all their neighbors. Moving on up. Moving on up. Donna paid a uh, trip to uh, Donna Gallery Furniture this week. Donna and Donna sitting in some recliners. T G O S S I P P I N G. Okay. Is that how you spell that? Oh, like first comes love, next comes marriage. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like it. Donna and Donna gossiping in recliners at Gallery Furniture. We did. I got out of my car and she like she saw me and I saw her. And we just both smiled so big and we just had a great conversation. You know how there's just people that like there's people that. And, and I love all my friends. I do. Um, but there are some people that just, you, they just know you because you, we grew up together. And there's something different about people that you grow up with. They understand where you're from. They understand, they understand you. Um, and they understand what makes you tick. And Don and I are both very similar in that 
um, we work hard and we have, um, we both have grown girls and, um, you know, we both just talked about how you think it's really hard when your kids are, you know, younger, but, um, it's a, it can get harder even when they're older. And I, much to her daughter, Marilyn, Marilyn's adorable, um, much to her like dissatisfaction, I, Donna said to me, I wish there was an app where I could like see when she gets home. And I'm like, oh, I've got it. Okay. Well, Marilyn's a grown woman though. Life 360. Yeah. And Donna was so excited. We were watching, we were watching Olivia and how she was like, oh my gosh, she's going 79 miles. I said, that's too fast. You know, that is too fast. I will have to mark that out. Um, And people always say like, what's the difference between that and find my iPhone? But we'll find my iPhone. You can, you know, it always says looking for Wi-Fi. This is inescapable. You know where you are. Um, Unless you remove yourself from the circle. Right, which we've both done. I paused myself because I got tired of the kids telling you it for a long time. Well, but you when had, they you, were little, that oh, I was at the Nordstrom. About eight months, but well, I'll get the date. Go ahead, keep talking. Anywho, um, so well because they made a great Donna, point. Donna, they come made on. a great point. Come on, if you come on, why why should we know? I've never. I've why never should been you know where we are if we don't know where you are? That's what they all said. Well, then you must buy into that same theory then. No, that's why I took myself out. That's what they said. Why Why do we all? Why does he get to know where we all Why are? Why am I involved in you removing yourself from the circle? They were saying, like, he shouldn't get to see where we all are if we don't ever know where he is. Okay, but I got to see where they all were. I could see everybody. You don't have to be in the circle to see everybody. No, I, I could see you guys. Hello? Oh, we, you specifically. Couldn't care less. But uh, So, what else? Is Donna getting it from Marilyn or Marilyn the grown adult? Or? I don't know. I don't know if she's going to actually do that or not. The grown woman? On okay. her. But, anyway, it was nice talking to her and... Um, you know what she what came out during that time as we were talking about it when she was um, Marilyn's age she really took over this entire empire and when I say empire you may say hey listen I've driven by gallery there before and it's not it's not all that great it's not all that big it's not like a sixteen story building it's not you know what it, it is um, she is, does so much business there you would be shocked the amount of business that. They do. They because well, it's good quality merchandise and, and yeah. great reasonable prices. But my point is, is they give some of the big box retailers a run for their money. Um, so do not think again because it is a smaller building or it's in you know Gainesville, Georgia, or it's an older building that they do not get the same type of inventory and the same opportunities that every other big box retailer gets because they do. And um, I had the while we were sitting there, I know you've said the same thing. I love this. There's three people that came in. And they're return customers, every single one of them. And one guy was like, um, he had picked out all of his stuff. He was a policeman. He had on a badge. And when he left, he said, she goes, where are you going? And he said, I got to go and um, transfer some money over. I guess he didn't like have a thing on his app or whatever. But he's like, I'm going to transfer some money over. I don't keep that much money in my checking account or my wife will spend it. That's what he said. Mm. We were like, hmm. Um, but he said, but I'm going to go transfer some money over because I want to, you know, pay for this. And you know what she said? Don't worry about it. When we deliver it, pay for it. And I'm not saying she's going to do that for everyone. She may. Well, he know. was a repeat customer. Yeah, she trusted but, him. But she trusted him, and that's that's the great he, thing. He trusted her. Yeah, is he came back if the furniture was not high quality, and and she had some beautiful pieces in today. I was just like, you know how you sit down and you start talking to her, and all of a sudden you look around at what you're sitting on, and you're like, this yeah. is nice. Yeah, and then this you look at the price so tag. Nice. And you're like, Shit, this is cheap. No, it's not cheap, but it's reasonable. Unbelievable. Yeah. So go see Donna. We can't say it enough. Go see Marilyn. Go see Shane. I saw them all there? today. Everybody was there working hard and um, just making people I bet happy. I they love seeing you, seriously. Yeah, they were happy to see me. 1600 Brownsburg Road, Gainesville. Gallery Furniture. Hashtag Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. On Instagram, the follow is Ask for Wolfman Furniture at Ask for Wolfman Furniture.
adding Parker McCollum to this episode. Spotify hypes on playlist list. Spot this list spot there. He's opening for Morgan Wallen on his stadium tour. He got off in uh, springtime. Stone. I thought he was so. That's why I stay stone. So, um, is he just riding to right there? He, he is. He, okay. you know, and he's also very happy now. Parker, Parker gets a lot of crap about just like drive your car off a bridge songs. I love drive your car off a bridge songs. I got to well, tell I love you. Parker McCollum. I do too. I didn't know that. And I just love his stuff. I mean, love his stuff. He hooked me from, you know, pretty hard and just, he just has a voice like nobody else does. And, um, so it, he wrote the song with, uh, he co-wrote with Brett James and Mark Holman. And, um, you know, he just, he has this love and he said just for melancholy country songs, but he is happy now. Um, it was a post breakup, uh, heartbreak song. And he just said, he's just going to say stone because that was just the easiest way to handle unhappiness at the time. But now he is married to, um, Hallie Ray light yep. and very happy. And he's writing some, you know, like the handle on you, his new single. And then he wrote a song, Hallie Ray light about her. Um, that was on Hollywood Gold, and they're happier. They're happier songs, but I think he really, like, those are great. But man, is he good in that pocket where it's just like good old rainy night country music, sad shit, you know? And writes uh, writes most of his stuff. Yeah, he does. Very personal autobiographical type stuff. So, love him. Parker McCollum to uh, the Spotify hype song playlist, as is the country artist just off fresh off his chart topping hit Five Foot Nine. Don, I'm going with Tyler Hubbard. And his brand new single to radio. And here is just a piece of it. Producers are telling me in my ear this song's already been added. Well, nobody's a bigger Tyler Hubbard fan than me. Here we go. Here we go. Maybe we can do that. You cannot not dance when you hear the song. Jam it out. Here we go. Let's go. My thunder's been stolen. No, no, no. You can't add it enough. Was it was it this season? Yes. Let season me three? You. Yeah, that whole EP is fantastic. That's a stretch for me. Fantastic. However, however, I've been impressed with Tyler Hubbard and, and, and the music that he's been releasing. Fantastic. Truly fantastic. Uh, and for his first single to go number one, five foot nine. For, uh, but you, you could argue, someone could argue, he's not a new country artist. He he's, has, has an established fan base he has established fans at country radio that make decisions on playing singles yeah i think it's a very different sound than he had before i, I think agree it, with it's, that it's, I agree it's that, certainly he's a departure relationships with radio i agree i do i want to say i'm really proud of of how he has handled this whole thing and how it's gone down we did talk about this on a pod before you know we talked about why they kind of um split apart and some of the things but I think it's incredibly humbling for an artist who has had incredible and I mean they did. They had Georgia Florida Line had Yeah, they had Florida Georgia Line. They had incredible um success. Incredible success. The heights, the heights, the heights. Um, to kind of start over and open for Keith Urban and go out on the road and play smaller venues. And he has worked his butt off. Um and I know um Trudy, who's one of our dear friends and a great pod peep works with him and he's on their label. And I know she would attest to that, that there is zero, um, uh, feeling of I'm owed entitlement. entitlement. Yeah. That's the word, no. actually, yes. He is carrying his guitar. He is, you know, he took half of his band. He's got his wife and his kids on the road. He's, and he said, um, in every interview that I've heard lately, he has said, you know what? 
I'm loving it more than I ever loved it in the past because you get to a certain level and you are so detached from the fans and the music and you're just flying out and doing shows and your your family's at home and they're living a disconnected life and he said it's been so nice and his kids are of that age i like to hear that yeah and his kids are of that great age where they're watching him on stage and they're just mesmerized and so i think he's just getting you want to talk about second acts this is an amazing second act and whether you're a big fan of his or not you know his and i hate to say this but his voice was always kind of that that group um because he has that unmistakable voice but I'm just I'm really proud of him and and he you know he's just done some things where you're like is he actually going to do that like you know dancing on stage to these songs I just have it's you seen just, the video or the lyric video at least yeah it's fabulous yeah he does a good job it's fabulous because he, he doesn't have um he, he doesn't care no it was a line dan- uh, dance when no one dance yeah dance when no one's watching yeah right? everybody's watching but I don't know that Tyler Harper cares he's very like if you um follow him uh on Instagram or you've he's, he's done a lot of podcasts he's a very um for as country as that little boy is, he is a very enlightened soul. I think his wife, Haley, has had a big effect on that. But he is um, incredibly spiritual. He is an amazing father. And just, um, I don't know, he's very interesting. He's much more enlightened than you would kind of think. You also learn from, uh, it's been a while now, I believe, but the Corey Crowder, songwriter Corey Crowder episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, where Corey said that, uh, told us that, that uh, Tyler was his youth minister Yeah, at church. Yeah. I don't think people realize that about him, that he is... Um, he, it's always been kind of a, his spirituality has always been a driving force in his life. So, um, good for him. Good for him. But a great song. We're going to add, uh, the latest from, uh, Tyler Hubbard, uh, most added at country radio this week. So both uh, five foot nine and now dancing as it's, it's not the name of the full name of the song, but everybody's calling it dancing, mm-hmm. dancing in the country. I think it's the name of, uh, yes. both have received uh, most added honors at country radio, meaning that of all the new songs that uh, were being released to country radio this week, uh, dancing in the country from Tyler Hubbard was the number one most added song at Country Radio. Fantastic. Blake Shelton says, now that he's done with uh, coaching The Voice after what, a long time, after uh, topping the charts for decades now, he's going to reap the harvest in a different way. Blake Shelton on the cover of People Magazine this week. I'm putting our family first. People Magazine exclusive with Blake Shelton. Um, he, he's a gardener. He, he, he has grown multiple gardens worth of zinnias and sunflowers, and the Icelandic lilies are still a work in progress. Um, again, what a second act. What a second act. Um, because these, not that it matters, as we've talked about a lot on this podcast, but these are his stepkids, and he has really, really invested in them. And, you know, he's left The Voice. Um, he was there for 12 years. We've talked about this before, people. That's not 12, seasons. Not 12, se- yes, it's not 12. Uh... <laughs> uh, seasons, right? Or is it 12 years? Oh, I think it's 12 years. Actually, I think it's 12 years, but it's so many seasons. So six seasons, I believe. Yeah, and he is starting his new um, his new game show, Barmageddon, with Carson Daly, who was also on The Voice. And, um, which is on USA Network, which is a sister network to NBC Universal, which is where The Voice was. So if, if, if you thought maybe there was a, a split with Blake Shelton in The Network or The Voice, that clearly is not the case, or they would not have brought his game show to USA Network. Yeah, and so Stefani, who is 53... She just blows me away because she looks like she's like 14. So cute. Um, so she has a son um, with her ex-husband, Gavin Rossdale, Kingston, who's 16. Zuma is 14 and Apollo is eight. And they seem to have a pretty good thing going with this, um, with uh, Gavin Rossdale and how they kind of raise the kids. And I will tell you, when they first got married, I was not a naysayer, but I was like, Gavin Rossdale is so indie and these kids were a little... Not indie, but I mean, they definitely. Well, they they, they dress quite well. Yeah. As does Gavin and, yeah. and Gwen both. We'll 
And, and he sort of brought that countryside to him. But I think what has been proven through this is they love hanging out with Blake. They just as much as they love hanging out with their dad. Again, it's not a competition, but that he he is able to give them a, an entirely different side. He takes them hunting. He has taught them how to shoot a bow and uh, bow and arrow and all that kind of stuff. And um, I think that's the great thing. Like if people looked at that more in the world of step parenting, I think that's the great thing is to look at how. You know, you don't think twice about when you are married to your spouse about the importance of a teacher or a coach um, or a youth, you know, a, a minister or whatever, you know. But, like, when another parent steps in, like, say they, the, the other parent gets married or whatever, it's almost like, well, I don't need another person in my kid's life. I don't want that person in my kid's life. But it's kind of been proven that, in a way, it does take a village. Obviously, you're doing the hard work at home, but, you know, it does sometimes take a village because sometimes your kids listen better to other people than they listen to you. And instead of always looking at a step parent, now let me say this, that has good intentions, um, in like a negative way, like they're going to take your space um, out from under you. If we all looked at it like, hey, what can this person add? Like, I don't, you know, if, if a or step... Or do maybe do better than I. Yeah, or if a step-parent came on that really loves to cook, and then your kids start cooking, and instead of being like, of course she loves to cook, you know, blah, blah. Just be like, you know what? Fantastic. You embrace it. Endorse it. Yeah, that's great. You know, because when you take that lid off of it being so competitive, then I think this beautiful thing opens up where they just feel like it's one big happy family. Um, so, you know, I think it's a good thing. I really do. I'm proud of little Blake. Blake Shelton on the cover of the new issue of People Magazine. On newsstands now. Next episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act. Release day will be Tuesday, December the 13th, episode 324. Conversation in the next episode of Cadillac Jack, things all women secretly do. Don, are you willing to admit that you pass wind? Mm. Come on now. Come on, we've had that conversation before. That it's actually a, a, a sign of uh, you know, health. Uh, okay. Okay, all right. Uh, we'll just move on. Uh, actually, women pass gas 10 to 20 times per day. Mm-hmm. According to a gastrointestinal analogist person, doctor. Mm-hmm. Now, how about cyber stalking? Donna, will you admit that maybe, you know, cyber stalking may be strong? Uh, it, it's, it, it, it's legal, yet frowned upon. But um, how about we go with, um, do you admit that? Um, cyber stalking who, though? Uh, anyone from uh, an ex-boyfriend to oh, a yeah. co-worker. Oh, absolutely. To, uh, yes. Okay, all right. I mean, I'm the parent. I told you who when Will would go to a house that I didn't know the people, I'd look up the house on Zillow. Plus, next episode will include the list of 10 ways to stalk your boyfriend's social media like a pro. I know how to do that. Including, you know this one, this little trick? We're going to give you one little trick. And I'll actually include the list, the entire list, in this Saturday's issue of the letter before we have the conversation during next Tuesday's episode. So if you really want to get to it this weekend, you got some spare time. Maybe it's going to rain where you are or something. You're looking for something to do. You can stalk your, your boyfriend's social media. Number five on the list, Donna. Google your boyfriend's cell number and email address instead of his name. Yes. Okay, well, you'll be able to see where he's been putting down all his contact info. Also, if you really want to. Like um, in a sneaky chat room kind of way, perhaps. If you want to also see who they call all the time, if you have like a, a I don't want to say boyfriend, it could be a girlfriend. It could be. It, it, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll fix, oh, but we're we'll talking f- about women. Well, we'll fix okay. the framing for next episode. Okay, so if you want to see what your husband's doing with your, his receptionist or that sales girl that keeps coming in all the time trying to sell him something, all you do is go to Verizon um, and you can see every call that they yes. make. And if they call someone, you know, 22 times at 2 in the you morning to that. try to get through the gate for them to at the apartment complex. or it should be flagged. Probably, yeah. Probably should be flagged. Yeah. What does a what does a uh, someone who's cyber stalking someone like that get out of it? The satisfaction satisfaction of knowing that they're not insane. You're not trying to solve anything, but you're if you do that, you're just trying to because what that person tells you all the time is, oh no, you're crazy. I'm just doing this. I'm not doing that or whatever. So you, <laughs> you get yeah. the apartment gate. That's funny. Yeah. How much time in a week do you think would be normal for for a a, a um, 
uh, a girlfriend to stalk her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend or someone know. at work or a husband or listen, it could be anybody. It could be uh, a oh, yeah. delivery man. Of course. It could be uh, the FedEx guy. Oh, yes. Um, I think it depends on like, are you in a breakup situation? Are you being gaslighted? Uh, are you... Which is the word of the year. Yeah, I know, but there is that. It is a real term. It's a shame that people I have agree. turned it into that. But like, or are you like, I don't know, like, what are you using it for? Most people don't. And that's what the person who's it being used on gets like this. They get really high on the hog and they're like, I know you want to know what I'm doing all the time, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. It, 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 most people are like Herman. Now, there's some differences. There are some <laughs> women that want them back, but they're like, Herman, let me tell you something. I don't want you back. I just want to know that. The 143,262 times that you've been telling me that you're here, that you're really not there, and then I'm not crazy. Okay. That's it. Once that's you, what, I think once, that's what they Once you maybe get that information, can you not then just, I mean, is it necessary after you get that information and you feel confident that you are correct? Uh, t- t- then must you continue, or do you think that... Um, I think most people are done then, actually. I think it can become an addiction like anything else. I, I know girls who... Um, have done that. And like, even after the person, like I know somebody who, even after the person, you could have written this article, by the way. Yeah. Even after the person got married, they, but this is what, this is, and I don't want to say this is what all women do, but most women do not, not people that are in normal marriages and everything's fine. But I mean, like when you were like dating people and things were crazy, like that's what, you know what I'm saying? It's different. But like these, I know somebody who even after her ex boyfriend got remarried. Okay divorced from that person and then remarried, she was still stalking him. She somehow still okay, had some down, of his slow stuff. Down, slow yeah. down, One more time, one more time. Yeah. One more time, start from the top. That was, that, okay. was a lot, that was a lot to follow. So they dated they and dated. he cheated on her okay. and ended up marrying the person he, he cheated, cheated on. with. So she would like stalk his, because she, what she wanted to prove to the new person was he was going to cheat on he's her. He's going to cheat on her. Re- refer to last episode for that conversation. Correct. So she like did all this stuff where she could, I don't even know, like uh, it's crazy. She had put a tracker on his car and all this crap. I mean, it was just crazy town, crazy town. And so you would think like, okay, and now she had She'd a- stop. She she had a boyfriend. Like, she was in a relationship. And still stalking to this level. Yeah, and not because she cared. I don't think yeah, it just... It, don't you think, though, that maybe at that point... It almost become an addiction. Like, no, I think that at that point, it was not really to prove to the new woman that he would cheat on her. It was to prove to herself that she could maybe get him back. No, I don't think that was it at all. I think that, that was probably... No, it. what she told me was that it was to prove that, like, she was right. And but that she had... that hard? Move I don't on. know. She was like, I, she had done better and that he was just what she always thought he was, which was a dirtbag. That's what she would say. She's like, I always knew... All the more he, reason to not invest your time in this, right? I guess. I don't know. Uh, I do think it can become an addiction for people. If anybody has any um, anything that, they're, that they've done or that they're actively doing with someone, tell us. I mean, we'll put you on the disguise. to stalk your boyfriend's social media like a pro. It's a tough world of stalking out there. Be sure you're doing it right. Learn some more lessons from... The other women. Uh, plus, uh, next episode, I uh, want to see a profile picture that's set as private. You're going to learn how. That's next episode, Cadillac Jack, my second act. Upload date, Tuesday, December 13th, right before Christmas. Wait, what does that mean? I don't understand. What's that? A profile pic, what now? I don't know. I guess uh, if you want to see a profile picture that's set as private, meaning, um, I, I, I don't know. I guess if, if you're on a, a, a site where you have a profile picture, but you set it to private, meaning you release it to certain people to, to see it. Oh, but not to everybody that you can, you can, we're just going to call that podcast, the shady podcast, I guess. What's well, next episode and mm-hmm. uh, get the entire list in the Saturday's issue of the letter to subscribe to the letter for free text left on red, left on red is uh no spaces. Red is the color to the number two, two, eight, two, eight left on red. to the number two, two, eight, two, eight.
Uh, we include links to videos, interviews from uh, the songs added to the Hype Song playlist, each episode of The Letter, plus uh, memes. Meme Chapter is one of the most favorite, Donna. Although, some, yeah. I love it. So that's uh, something. I've sent you some good memes. That you have lately. We're going to include them all. Um, I had more people reach out to me uh, last on this last episode from Tuesday that said uh, bat shit crazy was that episode. Like I, I couldn't even keep up with just how nutty bags it was. Like Why? Nut, what was nutty it? bags, the squirrel. I need to give you an update on nutty bags. Um, just that it was just crazy, crazy well, in a good way. No, 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 but in a good way. They were all like, "Oh, that was a two-hour blockbuster." Yeah. Well, but I mean, a two-hour episode. Yeah, it's going to be jump. It's going to jump around a little bit. Yes, but it was just like nut nutaganza. So, um, yeah. But that's positive, you say. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right, Nutty yeah, Squirrel, yeah, yeah. what's going on with him? Nutty Bags, Nutbags, the squirrel, Nutbags, the squirrel. Do you remember Nutbags, the squirrel? So, okay, his owner was um, had an incurable disease and could not keep him. And so we had put out a call. Actually, I tried to take him in-house. Not going to happen. this mean man over here would not do not it. I'm a mean man. And so um, then I put the call out to, not necessarily, you know, to our pod peeps, but just, you know, could anybody help him? Could anybody help Nutbags? Well, anyways, we didn't have to because someone stepped in from her church and adopted nutbags. They're godly people. So, took nutbags to squirrel in. Who I don't know if you remember this the story with nutbags was um, had been we everybody remembers well been everybody b- remembers. bottle everybody fed remembers. from her fed from her teat off had her teat electric blanket it was yes. tucked under every night correct in a shoebox a, a wild squirrel coddled in a house yes a, a, so undomesticated animal an undomesticated animal so get this yeah you ready for this one uh, probably not the person who took him in yep. had a ferret. But it was in like a, it lived in a ferret swing and like had, a, it was sort of semi, it was so a semi, they had the same uh, kind of, uh, it was coddled, uh, but it didn't well, roam freely. Okay? Yeah, okay. Because the ferret's more in the rat family. She just wanted to see what would happen, which I don't, I don't know that I would advise that. Right. Now that one of them's pregnant. Well, I'm like, she was like, she filmed this um, video, which I'll try to find. And she was like, should I put nut bags into the ferret encampment or should I just take the ferret out of? The ferret encampment. Okay. So she, this is compelling. Ooh, compelling, yeah, is it not? So she takes, I don't, know what, the I don't know what the ferret's name was, Fred. So she takes Fred the ferret out and merges him into the world with nutbags. And do you know what happened? Um, they cleaned each other. Wow. Caddy. In the animal world, it's called. Um, uh, preening. Yes. They cleaned each other and they like, they What's ended up. called in the human world? Um, foreplay. Oh, yeah, exactly, brushing one's hair. So um, they laid together in the little bed. Now, there, nothing happened. Nothing dirty happened, but they just, like, they're little friends. Is that not the sweetest thing Fans, ever? I love that. I love that story. That's a great ending, though. It's a it very, really it's a happy is. Ending. Literally, a happy ending. Because for She's so long, Nutbags had no one. How, how could the story have ended any better? I can't think of a single way. Uh, we're grateful for pod support from Awesome Alpharetta. Play a while, stay a while, find your awesome. And Awesome Alpharetta, do not forget that uh, the registration door is soon going to close. Bam! For you to win a very merry Hallmark, uh, Hallmark, what? A very merry Hallmark holiday getaway in Alpharetta, Georgia. Prize package includes one night, uh, one room, two night weekend stay, Courtyard, Atlanta, Alpharetta, Avalon area. Uh, complete package valued at over $1,200. You can enter to win by visiting awesomealpharetta.com or you can walk right in to the Alpharetta Welcome Center through December 31st to enter in person. A uh, lot of questions on how people. Um sign up for you to tuck them in uh call directly you know i got a message on the podcast voicemail text line just uh yesterday wanting to know if i make appearances at businesses and the answer to that is yes absolutely there's a fee as as caddy claws or i have no idea just in general to tuck people in into their cubicles pretty generic pretty generic i don't know that was it do you make appearances at businesses yes i do i have a business manager who books all of that reach out to me and i'll give you his number oh i thought that was me or something i'm like oh no anybody else anything else no. Okay. Uh, also, T-Mobile, thank you for your support of the podcast. Internet freedom. Free yourself from internet BS. Reliable internet, 50 bucks a month. Guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast stay at 
properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management, the brand you know, depend on, and trust. Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. The Paramount pledge to you cleanliness, a friendly staff, a comfortable bed, great location, and a great value. Paramount properties can be found in Atlanta, Georgia Tech, Knoxville, Baton Rouge, The Grange, Carrollton, and Noonan, Georgia. Brightmore Healthcare and Gallery Furniture. Pot Pete Melinda Leon has been with us since S1, uh, was S1E1, Season 1, Episode 1 of the podcast. Linda's a Georgia resident who replied to a recent ask in the episode notes of an episode of this podcast. Upload date was October 25th, 2022. You asked to hear about how faith has gotten us through a rough patch in our life. Linda writes, dear friends, there are so many times, so many examples. It's difficult to talk about just one. I could talk about the time I was going through my battle with cancer and Phil, my husband, had just been laid off from his job for the third time. Or... I could talk about the time we moved from California to Georgia with $7.98 in our checking account. I'll tell you about one of our biggest tests of faith and how our faith in God got us through. It was not only the day our son David was born, but his entire first year of life. David was due January 27, 1993. My water broke the night of November 23, 1992. David was born November 24, 1992. From a child born just a little over two months early, David was large weighed in at a whopping seven pounds and we were told that he had gone to term had he gone to term he would have easily been an 11 pound baby Linda writes I was fine with that part about an hour after David was born we heard him hum a very alert nurse who was still in the room with us scooped David up went down the hall with Phil close on her heels that sound we had heard was not a hum but rather our new baby boy gasping for air his lungs were not developed enough for him to breathe on his own Caddy and Donna, this was the beginning of a very long road of medical issues for our son. He was in the ICU for several days, during which we were told that if he survived that first week, he would most likely would not survive his first year. As the year went on, David spent most of it in and out of ICU, with new issues being discovered, what felt like weekly. But God, God, we never lost faith. We never stopped believing that with him, all things are possible. As we got to David's first birthday, we knew we had turned a corner. We knew that faith had won. The doctors were cautiously optimistic. This new prognosis was that David would be severely developmentally disabled, blind, and would most likely not see his teen years. But God. On November 24, 2022, we celebrated David's 30th birthday. He graduated from Tequila High School as an AB honor student and as an accomplished musician. While David does wear glasses, he does have his eyesight. Phil and I never lost faith. Our faith has sustained us through so much throughout our individual lives, as well as our 36 years of marriage, three kids, and now a granddaughter. Every single day, but God, God, all the best, Linda Leon. What a story to share. Thank you, Linda. Oh, that's just like, it's unbelievable. You know, faith can change you. Never give up. Never give up. Thank you, Linda, for sharing. God bless you. Linda and I pick a lot on social media. I think I've told the story of how we met at the former radio station. Um, we've told it in an episode of the podcast, but uh, we started picking at each one on uh, each, each, each another on, on social media, and people would be like, wow, y'all mean to each other. We both were like, no, we're not. It's not that at all. We're just, we like to pick at each other. In half, probably 20 years. I'll tell you something about Linda. There are times when um, 
I think she's shocked. Probably shocked at some of the things that come out of my mouth, but definitely shocked at some of the things that come out of your mouth. And she um, she doesn't always agree. But I think that's the great thing in life is having different opinions. And, you know, we've said before that this is not, before we come in here, we don't say, hey, you're going to take the lane of you're not going to like this and I'm always going to be this person and I'm going to do that because that's what you do in radio a lot, yeah, you know. All the time. It's every bit you hear on the radio is done that way. And the way we feel is actually the way we feel. Um, and sometimes it can be quite shocking. Thank you, Linda. Love you. Thank you. And I, again, tell Phil we said hello. And thank you for uh, your support of the podcast. This is Cadillac Jack, my second act. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios here in Atlanta. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen at the Appen Podcast Network. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act part of the Appen Podcast Network. Bye.